The one thing that is undeniably universal is that death is inevitable. The death of a loved one is unsettling, regardless of the situation, and as such, those at the end of the process serve an invaluable role. Our friend Randy with Stokes, Proc, and Munt and the Cremation Society is here to tell us how funeral directors are here to provide much-needed assistance. Our main job is to educate, to comfort, to give them order, and to help them consider celebrating the life of the person that they lost, which is very therapeutic for them in the long run. Randy and the folks at Stokes, Proc, and Munt, along with the Cremation Society, are available to answer any of your questions, including pre-planning your arrangements. Check them out online and on social media. Hello everyone, Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. You are required as any type of broadcasting personality to say, where did the summer go? Here we are, it is August, early August, and what I think to be a rather sneaky good month of the year. Now, it doesn't usually rank very high, but it's it's a month that tends not to have as much planned activities. It tends to be a quieter month. And at sometimes that's a bad thing. I think August is a good reset time for an awful lot of people. All right, January can be very busy, even though there's not a lot that actually goes on. August, things tend to be slower. The, the, you, you're, you're pretty much through all of the fairs and the festivals and all of that. Not as many people take vacations. You're sort of in a, in a gray area of kids' activities. Uh, tends to be a quieter month, uh, August. We'll see how this month plays out. And then once you get into, into September... School gets back going again, a lot of activities, a lot of things that you and I are involved in. They restart, so get ready for that. Uh, lots of great shows on Eau Claire Hometown Media. Follow and subscribe to us on Spotify and iHeart to have these locally made podcasts come right to you. Quick note about our schedule. We will be off. Talk of the Town will be until August the 16th, so back on August the 16th, and I do think that right around then, we're going to get the live editions going again, so those of you who have been missing the live editions, dropping on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 o'clock, I think they're going to be returning as early as August the 16th when our show comes back after a little bit of a break, so one more summer break coming up, and then we rejoin you on August the 16th. So, of course, we've got to knock a bunch of things off today on the program and touch base on those. Uh, the Planning Commission in Eau Claire on Monday night giving the stamp of approval for the new Chick-fil-A that is planned for one of the outlots around the Oakwood Mall right next to the Olive Garden. That news dropping late last week that finally, after years of rumor, years of 
I know a friend of a friend. Years of want, the area appears as though it's on the verge of getting its first Chick-fil-A location. Yippee. Uh, I think that's cool for the area uh, that we're going to finally get a Chick-fil-A. Now, I'm not going to sit here and have the debate over the type of company Chick-fil-A is and some of their ties into uh, being against gay culture. They are very openly against homosexuality. Uh, we're not going to sit here and have that debate or anything like that on this program right now. Uh, I'm also not going to sit here and try to be contrarian and say, oh, Popeye's is better or oh, eat at local places. Don't be that person either. I saw that flood the comment sections. When it comes to local restaurants, yes, always support a local restaurant if you have a chance. But remember when it comes to chains and national chains, locals work there too. They do. In terms of is Chick-fil-A the best chicken sandwich there is, it is very good. It is very, very good. I've had it. It's very, very good. Are there places that are better? I'll be honest, Chick-fil-A is very, very good. I don't know if I would drive long distances for it, but it is very good. And anybody you come across who says, oh, it's overrated, they just want to be contrarian. They just want to seem cool because it is good. Now, the other discussion over what Chick-fil-A is caught up in and the fact that they are openly against the homosexual culture if you want to boycott Chick-fil-A because of that and you don't like what they stand for as an organization cuz they you know they don't they do it pretty much out in the open then that's that's a whole different thing that's perfectly fine i also don't think that if you support Chick-fil-A that automatically means you support their stances and again that's another debate for another time another program if you will i think it's just cool overall for the area that you're getting this type of development. You're starting to see some more commercial development, and you're seeing commercial development from chains. The Chili's, this Chick-fil-A, and what have I told all of you on this program before? That is a great sign for the overall strength of the numbers in the area. When so-and-so in locally opens up a business, they've done some research. But when a national chain opens up, the amount of work and due diligence they have done, it shows that our area is very healthy. That economically, demographically, the area is very healthy. It's one of the things that's been lacking, perhaps, in the last number of years, is more development of national chains. The presence of national chains demonstrates a different level of strength that you have. So this is exciting to have this news come down with the Chick-fil-A. Coming up in November, 
You and I are going to be asked if we are in the city of Eau Claire to approve at least one and looks like two referendums. We know about the city of Eau Claire's referendum. 40 to 50 bucks a person. Well, 40 to 50 bucks a property. The Eau Claire School Board has been talking about a referendum going on almost two years. And they now, on Monday night, not breaking news. We knew this was the plan all along. They continue to say they want to have a referendum on November's ballot. And they've pretty much formulated a $92 million referendum that would focus on facility improvements at schools. There's capacity issues. There's all of that at schools. If I read the article in the Leader Telegram correctly, they think it would just be a couple bucks a property. That's not too bad. But there is much concern with the school board that it's not going to pass. Much concern. And I don't blame them for that because you have two referendums that are going to be out there. They're going to cannibalize each other. They're going to cannibalize each other. It's going to be interesting to get a sense of what the talk of the town is in September and October leading up to it. It really is going to be interesting to see what people's feelings are on the referendums. Because they're two totally separate referendums. People's natural inclination is to always vote no on a referendum. You've got to convince them as to why you should. And in this case, you've got two. It'll be interesting to see how they play it out. I, I've told all of you before that without diving deep into the weeds with the school's referendum, I'd support it. Because you need money to fix up the buildings. But the school board has dilly-dallied on this, and they still don't have it officially down yet. They've got until the end of August to get the question officially written. They have dilly-dallied on this. And I don't think that has helped them. They could have had this thing formulated a while ago. But they haven't. Other news that came out over the weekend, sports-wise, Eau Claire, you know, baseball is very big in our area. Let's never lose sight of that. Baseball is very big. It is very popular. The Eau Claire Babe Ruth team, uh, the 15-year-olds are headed to uh, the national tournament again, the World Series. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to the people that run the Babe Ruth in the area because you hear about this story of the summer travel team going on, but they run an in-house local league that a lot of 13, 14, 15-year-olds, I think 16-year-olds even, can play on. And that's not the case in, in every town. There are some towns where once kids are done with Little League Baseball, unless they're going to play for a travel team, they're done. And in this area, because of Babe Ruth and the efforts of those of that group up at the Mount Carmel Field, hey, you're able to have another local league and have the option to play in the summer too. Well, going off of that, another local guy has made it to the major leagues. Menominee's Taryn Vavra. Taryn Vavra 
debuted with the Baltimore Orioles over the weekend. His dad was a longtime coach with the Minnesota Twins, the Vavra family. So congratulations to Taryn Vavra. Moving on to the Baltimore Orioles. Our area has produced a surprising number of high-level athletes in the last 20 years. Think about that. The number of guys who've made it to the National Hockey League in particular, athletes of all sports who've gone to Division I athletics, Vavra going to the Baltimore Orioles, and there's been some before, but it's really in the last 20 years, it has exploded. Still, the majority of athletes don't advance beyond the youth levels. But it's still cool to see somebody get all the way through. But again, the number one goal, if you've got kids out there that are playing, the number one goal should always remain to have fun. The goal has to be to have fun. Because you can never fail when your goal is to have fun. Now, a place like that New Valley Sports Academy in Lake Halley, it can exist. All these baseball training facilities that are these indoor training facilities, they can exist. But the expectations of people using them Shouldn't be tempered in a negative way. Oh, you're never going to make it. Not that. Because you never know who's going to pop. But the expectations should be correctly set. The goal is to have fun through learning. You're learning how to play these games. You're going to be you're learning all of the nuances of the game. You're learning your body. You're learning what your body can do gaining confidence, all those sort of things. The goal should not be, oh, I'm going to do this so I can become a Division I athlete. That shouldn't be the top of the mind goal. It could be one of the goals. We should all set those types of maybe hard-to-achieve goals. Your goal should look like a ladder, which are the ones that you can just kind of grab onto that are you know, while you're still on ground level. And then which ones are just a few steps up? And then which ones are, hey, if you're able to climb all the way to the top of that ladder on the side of a two-story building, look at what can happen. I'm just saying the goal, the, the goal should be properly set. You can do all those things and say, hey, you know, maybe one day I'm going to make it. But at the very least, if you have the goals properly set, you develop skills that are very useful. Time management, dedication, loyalty. I think those are very important skills to have. When you're doing, if you are working a lot at sports, your dedication, your loyalty, your time management, your stick to I think are very important. Those are things that once they are seared into you, they stay with you. You know, I saw a cool story on WQOW over the weekend. They do a great segment, the, the You Ask, We Answer segment. I think that's a, a, a great thing. 
I think it's a great segment that they do. And I saw one briefly on how to get a stop sign. And I've been wondering how to get a stop sign near where the Montesano Mansion is. And they they asked the people in, in Altoona how you get a stop sign. And it's this is the same pretty much anywhere. And you know how you get a stop sign? You basically go to the city and ask. <laughs> you basically go to the city and ask. There's going to be layers there. I would I would think in Eau Claire in particular, the amount of bureaucracy that the city of Eau Claire has, you'll have to see. But if you want a stop sign, you basically go and ask, hey, can we have a stop sign? And if you can have a few neighbors around that agree too, you're going to get a stop sign. The biggest issue now though, the biggest delay that could occur is materials. Good old materials. Feed My People, the, the food bank, they have a new executive director. Suzanne Becker has been promoted from the assistant position, taking over as the new head executive director. She takes over during a time of supply chain and inflation issues. So we'll see if there's more of a need at the food bank. There always has been a big need. The upcoming or the ongoing recession will be key that's going to be key because you're going to have people that are likely going to be impacted we are in an area that always has the blow cushion and as we know we've got more coming in than going out at the moment however you still think about it right now could you know, right now we could be gearing up for a big time at that food bank uh speaking of the upcoming or quote unquote ongoing recession i love how anti democrats and i'm not even saying republicans i'm saying anti democrats anybody that you know cuz there's people that aren't even republican or are truly on a side but they're just against what the democrats are doing right now they're so butthurt <laughs> You're so butthurt over the fact that we are having a semantics issue with whether to say we are officially in a recession or not. You got economists that are saying, well, we're not really in a recession. They've got reasons for that. But you got a lot of Republicans and anti-Democrats pounding the table going, well, no, 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 no. We we hit the 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 milestone for it. It's like you're rooting for a recession. It's like, it, 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 and, and you know what? Many of them are because it's all a big game politics. It's all a big game and it's about winning. It's not about doing anything better. It's about winning. So they're rooting for it. You know what? It's a, you know what this is akin is rooting for us to be calling it a recession right now. It's akin to having, to, to having a terrible storm going on. There's a terrible storm going on outside. And in the midst of the storm, arguing whether it's officially or a tornado or not. Thunder, lightning, there's wind, there's maybe even a tree that's already gone down. And you're going, well, this is a tornado. Well, it's not officially a tornado yet. Well, I want to call it a tornado. Who cares whether it's a tornado or not? Regardless, it's not good. And the economy right now 
isn't necessary isn't necessarily great. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Uh, people are going to have a choice of how they want the direction to go in a lot of things because you do have the primaries coming up on August the 9th. Primary voting coming up on August the 9th. Oakware County election workers testing the machines, making sure they are good to go. Don't forget, August the 9th, the primaries. And then we have this story. We began the program by talking about where we're now in August. A month from now, school's going to be hot and heavy. And student transit, as they have been now for a couple of years, are looking for drivers. There is a school bus driver shortage. And that's we're seeing that in a lot of things. I'm going to tell you something. The worker issue is very interesting. And this is also why some of the economists say we're not in a recession yet because of the job market is very strong. There's, there's, there's options to work. The worker issue is interesting. We will not have full answers for years as to why there's been so many openings at certain industries, because there's many factors. But I think one of the big things out there, namely, people don't have to do something now. They don't have to do something now. So a job like school bus driver, some people felt they had to do it in that, well, I, 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 need, I need some money. Uh, I got to do something. I'll do that. You're losing those people right now. We all have a sense of our worth and want to do what we want to do. And if somebody really doesn't want to be a school bus driver, they don't have to take that leap into becoming a school bus driver. If they're only very marginally interested in being a school bus driver, They've got so many other options that are out there and our mindset changed during the pandemic and arguably for the better. They go, why am I going to do something I'm only marginally interested in? I want to go find something I'm very interested in doing. Now, this is not to say school bus driver is not a valued position. It is one that a lot of people love to do. And rightfully so. There are some very passionate people that drive the school bus. My kid's school bus driver, she's been doing it every year since our kids started going to school. And I think before that. And there's a number of drivers that are out there of all ages that are loving the job. But what I'm saying is one of the reasons why you've got that shortage is that being a school bus driver maybe at right now is not a job that a lot of people are very excited about and they don't have to do it jobs are more than just money on a paycheck for people i think that's that's something that came out of the pandemic now again being a school bus driver can be a worthwhile experience for a number of people and i think one of the goals for student transit is to try to get those people that are 25 percent in and get them the 75% in and get them to come in and sign up. How do you sell it as being a fun, worthwhile thing? 
And I think, again, being a school bus driver, if you're out there, hey, it's perfect for people who want flexible schedules. And a lot of people now, since the pandemic, have liked the idea of the gig economy. There's a big aspect of this that is part of the gig economy. You could do this. You could do something else. You can operate another at-home business. It's got a very flexible schedule. For moms and dads who want to be home for kids, it's you've got that. For empty nesters, you've got that. You, you, it covers a lot of different things. Being a school bus driver, it's not your typical eight to five job. Again, great for retirees. You see that. It's great for retirees. It's good for people that perhaps have a spouse who makes a good living. They have a good living. And you just want to do something to supplement the income for the family. That's a good idea for a school bus driver. You got all those things there uh, with it. Uh, we'll see how it ends up playing itself out, the school bus driver uh, shortage at Student Transit. Once again, we are off until August the 16th. Come back on August the 16th, and uh, perhaps then, perhaps a week or so after that, we are going to have the live editions of Talk of the Town return. Uh, our numbers have been outstanding here in the, uh, the summer months. Uh, look forward to them growing even more in the fall. Uh, overall, the show has been doing great for us, and we've got some new shows that are coming on again uh, some some former shows that are returning, some new shows that are coming as we get into uh, September and October. Look forward to that. That'll do it for today's edition of Talk of the Town. On behalf of everybody who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.